0: I'm gonna pour more.
1: Mike <laughs> Oh, you can pour. So
0: that we're not making noise during
1: Yeah, we're getting crunk over <laughs> yeah, right?
0: And our elderberry
1: <laughs> Elderberry in a wine glass. I wanna see you smile. I wanna see you
0: smile. We wanna make you happy.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to happiness is dot, dot, dot. I am Lisa, your hostess with the mostest, and let's get this party started. <laughs> um, today we have an awesome interview, which I'll get to towards the end. Um, but it is Wednesday, 1111. 11, and I wanted to record this pre show today because it's a powerful day in the universe. And 11 is like the master number. And um, it has a lot to do with love, partnerships, romance, but also just an all-around like power number for getting your shit done and like just a symbol that you're on the right track. So that's why I wanted to record today so that I could do our tarot reading and hopefully deliver some awesome news. Um, and speaking of tarot, if you listen to the mini sewed on November 1st, I actually drew some cards that I didn't want to totally interpret as positive because it was right before the election and, uh, we weren't sure how things were going to go. But I think that, uh, I can say it with certainty now that yes, (laughs) especially the lover's card was definitely signifying a harmonious end and, uh, That leads me into the things that are making me happy today. Obviously, the election results are the major thing and apologies to anyone who has differing views. Um, My intent is not to alienate or offend but I'm just so happy. I'm just so fucking happy, you guys. (laughs) So, yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you guys are making me happy today. Um, The other thing that's making me happy today is... uh, I got a temporary, I got two temporary roommates and (laughs) I don't know if you heard her in the background, but I'm having a lot of fun with my friend Nikki and her her little pup Axel before they head out on the road. And Axel just looked at me when I said his name. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we've just been hanging, chilling, enjoying. And that's Also, making me happy because I live alone and I'm not used to sharing my space at all. So it's great to know that I can and that I am human and capable of letting people uh, into my daily life on some level. Um, All right, that was probably TMI, but now you know, now you know a little bit more about your host. The last thing that's making me happy today is that my favorite band ever, 311, is doing a live stream tonight, and I'm just really excited to watch it. Music is the key to my heart, and so I'm looking forward to being able to watch my favorite band from the comfort of my own home. And those are the three things that are making me happy. can't wait to hear what's making you guys happy, and once those start rolling in, we'll start putting them in the pre-show, but until then, we'll just dive right into our tarot pull. and today, I'm not using my Light Sears deck. I'm actually using my Rider Waite deck, which is that traditional deck, um, the traditional... Todoroki card drawings from Italy. (laughs) And I've started my shuffle. You can probably hear. My bridge. So, what's the scuttlebutt? What's everyone got going on? (laughs) Even though I can't hear you, I still want you to tell me. What's the half? All right, almost done with this shuffle. Ooh, all right, we just had three cards flip and usually I just do one. Oh, we had four cards flipped. Usually for these polls, I just do one, but um, since four flipped, I guess these four are the messages for us today. All right, so in order, I pulled the Eight of Pentacles, the Ace of Wands, the Queen of Cups, and the Queen of Swords. Two Queens, a wand, and a pentacle. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is actually a a pretty fierce reading, and I really enjoy it. (laughs) Um, The Eight of Pentacles is... Hard work. It's like putting in your time, getting your shit done, cranking it out. That's really all there is to it, just getting the shit done. And if you look at the card after it, it's the nine of pentacles, which is really just about like being able to enjoy taking your hard work and uh, enjoying what comes from it, which I guess is money, time, energy, all of these good things. And this card before it, the Seven of Pentacles, is really like planting your seeds, waiting for them to grow, watching, and having that patience. So it's really like planting the seeds, working hard, and then being able to enjoy. So yeah, in this reading, we just have the eight of pentacles, but that's kind of like the little story that that tells. So we're working hard. And the ace of wands is coming out from the sky being handed to us from the divine. And I always like to think of the wands. Well, I don't the wand is it's not how I'd like to think of it. But it is like a fire action type of energy. So I feel like this ace of wands, the ace is like the beginning of our journey. So it's really giving us that push, that exertion that we need to really like be on our way to take action to start chasing the goals that we need to get done. Um, Yeah, just an energetic push. That's just how I look at it. I, I feel like there's really no other way to describe it, at least in my eyes. The Queen of Cups, when I first started reading tarot, I pulled this card all the time, all the time. Pretty much in every reading I did, I I pulled the Queen of Cups, and that just means I'm a queen, (laughs) but in all seriousness, the Queen of Cups is like psychic power bitch. (laughs) I love her. She is like... Really coming into her own elements and getting in touch with that intuition. It's like the intuition rises and like the tumultuous nature of the emotions and the mind and the thoughts and the energy like that all kind of starts to... Subside, Or maybe the intuition and all of that stuff is coming into balance with each other. But whenever I look at the Queen of Cups, I just think psychic power, bitch, as I said. <laughs> she is just really uh, honing in on those skills and learning to listen. And um, not only listen to people, but listen to the divine guidance, if you will, um, of her intuition. Because... Our intuition really is divine guidance. It's not coming from us. It's coming from the powers that be. And the queen of swords. I love that we drew two queens. I think it's awesome because I feel the swords are air. So it also represents like thoughts, words, emotions, ideas, all of these kinds of things. I also feel like the queen of swords is kind of getting her handle on on those. More control. She takes no bullshit. She's very succinct. She's blunt. She says this is what it is and this is what it's not and that's it. Like there's no getting around what the Queen of Swords has to say. There's no question about what she's trying to convey. And I think that that's also like getting control over those kinds of things and emotions and Crazy ranting energy, you know. She's calm, cool, and collected. And she knows what she wants. She knows what she wants to say, and she's gonna say exactly that. So I think that's an interesting pull because I don't know, looking at the collective energy and just the way things have been for the past few days. I think it really is just a narrative for our country. It's like, listen, yes, happy outcome. We have change on the horizon. It's going to take a lot of hard work to undo what has been done, (laughs) Um, and we just have to put our heads down, grind it out, and get through it, but even if we switch and the Ace of Wands comes first, like, listen, this is the push. You gotta move forward. We gotta continue. Do your hard work. And Eight of Pentacles. And then I feel like the two queens can even be relating to Joe Biden and Vice President Harris because it's just a different type of energy that is coming into power now. It's it is more intuitive. We have that like softer side of. The feminine coming into the White House and even in I don't know, I don't want to specific specifically relate this to the White House, but I feel like that is what's going on right now. We have the softer touch of that coming in, even though she is also a power, power woman. But the two energies of them combined, it's more like it's just bringing that intuitive but also like very succinct kind of nature. And hopefully that that kind of energy just helps our nation heal, <laughs> uh, which we definitely need to do. I think the two queens coming out side by side really reflects that. And like, OK, we're, we need to get control now. We need to play no bullshit games this is what we're doing, this is not what we're doing. We need that intuition to kind of feel what the consensus in the country is and what's going on in the country. Um, We need that intuition to feel the overall vibe of the constituents so that hopefully they can do right by us. And uh, yeah. I'm just gonna stop ramb- rambling because I don't know what else I could say about that. But I feel like it is just relating to that hard work and hopefully less bullshit. <laughs> uh, even though sometimes that's not too likely in in uh, federal politics, but we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. All right. There you have it, (laughs) our four-card tarot poll, even though it was just supposed to be one, so bonus for y'all. But let's move right into our interview. Today's guest is someone who uh, I met my first day uh, opening the Happy House. She is a writer for New York Yoga and Life magazine. And she came to my studio to report on the opening and just kind of see what was going on. And we met there and kind of hit it off. Uh, She actually wound up becoming a substitute teacher at my studio for the last few months that we were open. But she's a great person. Uh, We became fast friends like right after she came to the studio. And uh, we had a great conversation and a lot to talk about. So I hope that you enjoy listening to my good friend, Sabrina Mascola. Yes, sir. Let us feel fun in every
0: situation. Don't set in a decision. Hey, good vibration. You know? you know. Hi, my name is Sabrina Moscola, and happiness is contentment.
1: Oh, I agree. <laughs> what do you mean by contentment?
0: <laughs> so I was I was thinking a lot about this when you asked me to join uh, and be a guest. Thank you. Uh, and at first, I was thinking about joy. And then I thought that that is not consistent and it's fleeting. Um, so I think contentment, is for me, is the goal. Because if you can feel content, whether you're feeling joy or sadness or anger, if you can still find contentment, I think that's happiness.
1: Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I feel like contentment is such like a distinct feeling too when you feel it you're just like ah this is what content is you know things are I don't think it necessarily means things are going right but like where you are in life is just like huh you know (laughs) it's like a breath of fresh air almost at least that's what I feel
0: (laughs) yeah and like it's almost like finding peace even like you said doesn't mean everything's going right in life but I think it's finding little pockets of peace even when things are not going right. And that's all you can really ask for, right? Yeah. And there's there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as a, you know, completely good time or a completely bad time. There's polarity and yin and yang to <laughs> everything, right? So I think for me, finding contentment or peace in even in the bad times is is really like the, the root of happiness.
1: Yeah. Have you found contentment in this pandemic? In this year pandemic.
0: <laughs> um, yes, I mean, uh, you know, life is going to throw things at you that it's more challenging to find. Contentment. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was certainly more challenging. As human beings, we adapt, right? So I think it got easier as time went on. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, you know, you can look at things in the negative. Like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. I can't see this person. And of course, those feelings and thoughts are natural. But then kind of reframing it and looking at, well, I have extra time because I'm not commuting. So I can exercise. I can cook. I can take walks like those things were bringing me contentment and this might sound really silly but I started like really listening to the birds (laughs) so there's a lot of trees near my apartment and I don't know whether they were just happy that there wasn't so many people out (laughs) 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 they were super chatty the whole time and I was like wow I didn't know there were so many birds around here maybe it's just because I was home Yeah, and it was bringing me peace because it's like there's all this craziness happening in the world right They have no idea what's going on, and they're just chirping away, like happy as as ever. Yeah, it it was bringing it was bringing me contentment.
1: Yeah, I love the birds, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I don't know. We are animals, but we have conscious thought, and I feel like that's what separates us. I wish that we didn't have to know what was going on, but I feel like I've also said this in every episode that I've recorded so far, and that, like, I am just ordinarily a solitary person, so I feel like this is, like, my dream. (laughs) I mean, not, like, the death part or anything like that, but just, like, being able to have my solitude, and I feel like that helped me find contentment, you know, and not, like, feeling bad about it, because... Sometimes I felt bad, you know, <laughs> like I should be doing this. I should be seeing these people. And it was nice to just like, ah, I don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> you know, yes. I can read my book and listen to my music and just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, you know, things were a little tumultuous in my life as <laughs> well, but it is what it is. Yeah. I That's contentment, folks. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) If I could be a phrase, that would be it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean I yeah, I'm I'm an only child, so being and I I I think I'm some people kinda laugh when I say this. I I am an introvert. I'm an introvert who socializes a lot, right? So Yeah, I I feel like I'm the (laughs) same. So even if I have plans every night of the week, I need to retreat and have that alone time. Um, so it was helpful for me in that sense too, where I got that alone time without worrying about a calendar, to do list, um, and that felt like contentment to me too. Because it's like now I don't have to, I can't be anywhere, so I don't have to feel bad about oh I should do this, I should do that. Like you said, um, and it. it and it made me realize also, I do that to myself, right? Like, we, like some, sometimes the things we feel like are kind of stressful in life, like we're putting them on ourselves. Nobody else is making us do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody else tells me to make three different plans in one day. Yeah. I'm doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have this person's birthday party. Like you could have just said no if you yes. couldn't make it or if you didn't want to make it. You know? Right, right. You know, I I feel like I always do that, too. Like, I don't want to go, but I feel bad. I really should go. No, I'll just say I'm sick. You know, like, until you just go to the event and it's fine and it winds up being fun. You know, (laughs) we do stress ourselves out really
0: badly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the anticipation of things is often worse or like the anxiety part of it than the event. Yeah. And like, like you said, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I committed to this and now I don't want to go. And then I get there. Maybe I end up meeting someone who I'm like, oh, this is like a really good person now in my life or yeah. I have the best time ever. But it's like the lead up that's like, like yeah, like I, in my head, it's this whole story of why did I commit to this? I could be doing XYZ instead. Yeah. Like nothing at all. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and like, what else would I be doing? Just, just sitting here watching horrible television <laughs> like real housewives or 90 day fiance which i love <laughs> it's so bad so bad
0: <laughs> i just watched for the I, I know this has been on for a long time but for the first time i just watched um, married at first sight last night. Oh, i've actually never seen that one <laughs> fascinating and like i'm i'm not a big tv person i'm more into books or um you know, doing things with my hands, like coloring or things like that. But I, I was up way late. It wasn't up late because like I'm not up late these days, but I was up way later than usual. I was obsessed with this show. <laughs> it was fascinating. Just like the social dynamic of it. Um But yeah, like, like not feeling bad about doing those things. Yeah. Like. That, I think that's contentment too. Like yeah. getting to a place of not feeling bad about doing something like that.
1: Yeah. And it is crazy that we feel bad about staying home and like taking time for ourselves. Like I feel like that's just a product of society, especially living here in New York. Like everything, we have everything at our fingertips. And I feel like we're always expected to be like out and about. And it's like... I don't always want to be out and about. I like my apartment. It's like my tree house. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we put the pressure on ourselves, but it's also like a societal pressure at yes. large, which. I don't know. I feel like that's part of the reason why I'm doing this, too. Like I want everyone to be able to slow down and think about what does make them happy and, and do more of it. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I mean that's a great point um, I read I can't remember where I read it it might have been I, I subscribed to emails from a meditation teacher named Light Watkins um, he does these da- daily emails Light <laughs> yeah I don't know if that's the name on his birth certificate,
1: but... <laughs> I want to change my name to Light Light Samuels
0: <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it yeah <laughs> Um, so he sends out these daily emails and I kept one email. Um, I'm completely paraphrasing here, but he, he was talking about Elizabeth Gilbert's journey and story and how I think she had a mentor or someone and she was complaining saying, I really want to write a book and I never have time and I want to be a published author. And this, this mentor of hers turned and said, well, then you have to write. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, like my brain like exploded. I was like, oh my God, it's so true. And what you just said, like finding the things that you find happiness in and, and doing more of that, we tend to just forget about it, even though they're making us happy. Like we just let life get in the way. We just yeah. we let stuff get in the way and we don't do the things that make us happy or, or feel content.
1: Yeah. Do you think that there is a fear from preventing us from finding those things. Cause you know, like you just said, she was complaining and I feel like those complaints do come from a fearful place. Almost like I don't, not that I don't deserve to be happy, but I feel like a lot of people do kind of have that internalized feeling. So do you, do you think that that is a part of what keeps us from finding that?
0: Absolutely. Um, Yes. Oh my God. What a what a complex conversation (laughs) this could be. Um, I think it's multifaceted. I think that yes, there's fear, and not only fear of failure, but fear of success too. Mm Like complaining is is very addictive. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure other people (laughs) can. Yeah. It's so easy to just sit in that place of complaining, especially if that's what you're used to your whole life. Yeah.
1: I feel like it becomes a security blanket. almost. Yeah. It's
0: like, like it almost becomes the, the complaining almost becomes the reason you don't move forward. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm safe here in my little comfy place of complaining. And I can use that to say, well, this is why I'm not doing the thing I want to do or this is why I don't have time to do the thing I want to do. Um, but yeah, I think there's absolutely fear, fear of failure, fear of success, because sometimes succeeding, if you're not used to that in a certain area of your life, what does that look like now you're outside of your comfort zone? It's something completely new that you don't know what it looks like. And change is scary, even if it's a change, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah I feel like I've noticed that just in my conversations with other people like I definitely do it like going back to not wanting to go to a party like someone would be like alright so just don't go oh, but I already said I would go yes. alright so go oh, but no I need to do this thing it's just like a constant back and forth like just fucking go or don't it's really that simple yes. you know? it's really that simple and I feel like it could be with happiness and contentment as well like yeah either make time for it and do what you want to do or you don't and not that you would be miserable if you don't but I feel like you're like the human journey is to get to that point so you may as well push yourself along (laughs) I think
0: right right um I'm reading The Alchemist right now. I love that book. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this is the first time I'm reading it. And people have been talking about it for years telling me to read it. But um, I can't remember the exact phrase that he used, but it's like your, pers- oh, your personal legend. You know, Everybody's supposed to be living their personal legend. Um, when you're complaining and you're not doing and not finding happiness, you're just delaying your personal legend, right? Yeah. But you can't see that. when, Like you can see it if it's your friend and your friend is complaining about something and you're like, but I I can tell you right now, it's simple. Do it or not. And if this is what you want, take these steps, right? When it's yourself, you can't see it sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. You're like too close to really get that zoomed out perspective. And and again, easy to like sit in the complaining and, and figure out or focus on the reasons why you can't.
1: Yeah. We're, like, the most biased against ourselves, you know? <laughs> and it's crazy, like, it sounds oxymoronic-ish almost, you know, like, because we are ourselves, you would feel like we can make unbiased decisions for what we want to do with our lives, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know where I was going with that, because I feel like the mind is like its own entity you know
0: the mind is a crazy thing and I don't mean that in like a uh, clinical way (laughs) like (laughs) like, it's so complex um you you know the mind can tell you so many stories and I mean it's a great storyteller right but that's not always a good thing
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, it's not and I feel like it just picks up It's telling the stories that we've already lived, you know. It's just repeating back to you your own experience with different areas, you know. And it's like, oh, but but it only seems to pick up on the negative stuff and repeat that back. Like, oh, you know, maybe I had a bad experience at a party 15 years ago. (laughs) Like, now every time a party comes up, I don't want to go because that happened, you know. And you don't even realize that that's where it's coming from,
0: right? And that and that goes back to your comment about like the difference between us and other animals, right? Like, the other animals, like they are, what they are conscious in is like get food, <laughs> survive, don't get eaten by anybody else. Right? Yeah, they're not creating the story of the, something that happened at the party fifteen years ago and how it <laughs> might happen again, or something that might happen in the future that does not even exist yet. But but yet there's this whole convoluted story happening. (laughs) Uh, It's wild. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like, I feel like even comparing humans to that because we are like that, like where do I get food? (laughs) Survival. And I talked about this on another episode and I'm also writing a book and that's kind of part of it. Like how we need to, adapt ourselves in order to survive in, like, our pack <laughs> or, like, wherever we are. Um, so we do have those animal instincts. It's just this extra layer that complicates everything now. So I feel like if we could get back to those animal instincts in some way, maybe we could be happier as, as a species <laughs> and as a whole, you know?
0: Yes, and, and I think people are starting to realize that um i don't i mean we've made so many advancements that obviously you know from caveman times things are very different right (laughs) so i don't think we'll ever go back to that but i think people are starting to realize like simplicity is important um I mean, I, I, my family lives on Staten Island and obviously part of New York City, but very different from the other boroughs, Mm -hmm. uh, more suburban, there's not much going on over there. Right. So like not much to do. I, 2020 has really dropped the bar low. Like I've been going there on weekends (laughs) as my vacation. Very sad. Yeah. But, um, I'm completely a different person when I'm there. I feel more relaxed. I don't have my stuff. That's yeah. in my apartment, so obviously there are certain things that I can't do. But also, there's not a lot to do there. There's not five thousand coffee shops in a you know three block radius. Yeah, you know? so um, with
1: assholes behind the coffee, <laughs> room, wearing a fedora. Hat.
0: 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> alright no Christoph, take your fedora <laughs> well on Staten Island instead of fedoras it's like uh, you know people with orange skin and, and white beards <laughs> behind the coffee <garbage>. shop <laughs>
1: like yeah what do
0: you want <laughs> I don't know so I
1: got better I'm from Long Island and I feel like it's similar like yes. people are a little rough around the edges there but I enjoy it
0: <laughs> yes yeah um yeah, but like when there's less to do, you almost feel more calm, more content. So it's kind of crazy this paradox of like there's so much going on. We want so much, we want all the stuff to do. We put it on our calendar. Yet it's the simplicity that I think makes us happier. Yeah, maybe we don't want to recognize. It, but I think the pandemic has really. Made people you know shake up that that thought again yeah I know a lot of people who have left New York and they're going to live places that are <laughs> you know more remote and out in the middle of nowhere
1: yeah they've showed that on the news like the real estate is booming in like the Berkshires and places like that where you know people can just flee I agree like I at the beginning I stayed with my mom on Long Island for like two months. It was sometimes a little rough, but for the most part, it was really nice and, like, pleasant and the same, like, the birds were there, and I would take my nap at, like, 5 o'clock every day and have my window open and just listen to the birds, and it was just so relaxing. And I was like, oh, this is a nice life. I don't even think I did that when I was a kid and I lived there, you know? <laughs> it was just a different experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, appreciating the little things, too. Like, like not on a super hot day, but an ice... Like, eating an ice cream cone, you know? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Super hot day, you're, like, trying to beat the sun, right? Because yeah. the thing's not dripping down your arm. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. it's, like, a relatively nice day that's not even 90 degrees out, enjoy an ice cream cone. Or, I don't know, taking a walk near the water or something. It's things like that that I... And, and I think part of it is... It's meditative, Like, you're not doing anything else while you're doing that. You're, mm-hmm. you're focused on that one thing, right? Whereas, especially in a place like New York City, I'm never focused on one thing.
1: Yeah. And I'm always
0: in five different places at once in my head. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I still feel like you can find those moments in the city, like, or especially where we live, walking on the East River is really beautiful. And, like, the... Yeah city skyline is gorgeous and you know I feel like you can find those moments anywhere which again is contentment yes um, it is a little harder in the city I mean now it's different because it's super quiet here still but you know I don't know you have to look for those moments but they, they can exist absolutely especially in a crazy place like this NYC <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think that that makes it even more special when you're when you're in a crazy place like New York or anywhere right now during a pandemic. You know, you're in a crazy period of time and you can find those pockets of happiness or contentment. It makes it even more special because you can easily find happiness when things are going well. Right. Yeah. You're having a really good week, day, month, whatever it is. You got good news. You got great people in your life. Health, everything, everything's great. Of course, you find happiness and recognize happiness. It's so much harder when things are not "quote unquote" great. Mm-hmm. So, I think it makes it so much more special when you can find those moments of you know contentment, happiness, peace, whatever you want to call
1: it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there are two sides during this pandemic. Like people who are, like, stuck with kids and are, like, I can't fucking wait to get out of here. I'm, like, we're lucky enough to not, not that having kids is unlucky at all, but, you know.
0: Challenging. Yeah, I think
1: it's more challenging, especially when you're just stuck with kids to maybe find those moments, but... I feel like you have to create those moments, even with the kids, like everyone sit down for 10 minutes and, you know, (laughs) let's play the quiet game, (laughs) Like you know, if you can't find them, you have to create.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I, yeah, I mean, I particularly feel bad for those parents who are trying to work from home full time and teaching kids. Yeah. That is extremely difficult. Um, I have a friend friend who has two kids and she's like when they go to bed at night she's like even though I'm exhausted I put my feet up I like lay back on the couch Mm -hmm. and I take time for me and even if it's 10-15 minutes before she ends up falling asleep (laughs) she you know will have a glass of wine or do a puzzle or whatever it is and yeah it's fine it's creating those moments but it can be hard to do that when there's so much going on. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I didn't mean to minimize the struggles of people with children because I honestly couldn't even imagine. <laughs>
0: no, I could like like bow to them. Because yeah, I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, um, but yeah, I feel like everyone has the capability, and I feel like if we did take up add up all the hours that we spend complaining you can find extra hours to to do that for yourself.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, all the hours we spend complaining, all the hours we spend doing mindless things that are not productive, whether it's you know negative self-talk or comparing ourselves to others on social media or whatever it is, like the 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 phrase I don't have enough time, I've tried really hard to take that out of my vocabulary. I've tried really hard to replace that with I'm not making enough time, or I'm not, I'm not creating the time for it because we can always find time. Yeah, and it's, and it's probably easier as as people without children. You know, people with children, it's a little bit more difficult, but you can always make time. You know, you hear stories about people who have kids and own a business and whatever, and they still like they'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning to for an hour do whatever it is that they that's important to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I feel like even getting kids involved and, like, being more mindful is super important and something that, if you are super busy with kids, like, make them a part of that time that you are trying to carve out for yourself, you know? Yes. Because I feel like kids are more receptive than we give them credit for a lot of the times, and they... They would be into that, you know, if you just gave them the chance to do it. Coming from someone without children,
0: <laughs> disclaimer. But. And and also someone without without. <laughs> but I I actually while I was on my you know weekend vacation in Staten Island recently, <laughs> um, I got together with a friend that I hadn't seen in a while. She is she is a kid, and she's like, "Do you want to come with me to his baseball game?" So I went you know, they, they can teach us something, right. They can teach us a lot of things. Like they, they're honest, right. They don't want to do something. They're telling you, yeah. Yeah. they're not like, okay, I'm going to tell her I'm going to do it. Cause I feel like I should. And then complain about it. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they're honest. They, I mean, I think it's probably different for kids now than when we were growing up because of, you know, technology, but they do focus on things when they're doing them. Yeah. even if it's they're facing the iPad for twelve hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do focus on things when they're doing them. Um, so it is. I, I think I think they can teach us a lot. You know, even I, I couldn't do it twenty four hours a day. That's for sure. The the two hours at the baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that it's
1: interesting because if you watch the journey of the mind and like the formation as we age, like we're learning as a child, child, we're learning all of that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people in their lives have some sort of adversity when they're young and they have their mind shapes around that. So it becomes like a negative thing to have to deal with. But I think if you can like form your kid's mind in like a positive way and like teach them healthy things their mind forms like that and no one is perfect but right you know
0: and society that's why
1: therapy exists
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes and society comes into play with that too i think yes yeah. i keep i keep thinking about that video or i don't remember it, it surfaced again um recently because of everything going on in our country. But there was that video of the two children friends. One was black and one was white. Uh, yes. And I just, follow them
1: on Instagram. <laughs> yes.
0: And they just like so lovingly went running to each other. And two boys too, right? Like yeah. like I think things are getting better, but you know, little boys are not taught to be affectionate with one another in general. Yeah. Um and I keep thinking about that like they there was no um, society or anything telling them don't hug this other male boy, like this, yeah. uh, this other <laughs> male person, right? There was nothing in their head with that, there was nothing, there was no racial issues, yeah. Like, so, but, but things from society come into our heads as we age,
1: yeah. Like, when you're a baby, you don't have a mind, and I don't feel You have a brain, but you don't have a mind. And I feel like as we grow and we learn language, like, I've heard somewhere that that's not, like, natural for our brain to learn. Like, we have to teach our children, like, actively teach them that kind of stuff. And you can just see... The formation of it which is so interesting and like societal pressures and the pressures we put on our own kids like I don't really know where I'm going with this but I feel like just as we age you see the mind change and kids are so innocent in that way because they are trying to figure things out and they do store these things based on how we react and what we tell them so I don't know. Then they get to an adult, and they could be completely different from that stage, right? Based on what happens to them in their life, like I don't know, the mind is just so crazy to me, but it's very malleable. So
0: yes, and and that makes me think of creativity as well. Like think about when when you were a child, things that you might have done creatively, coloring and painting and building things, right? And then we're told we need to work and let go of that creative side and some people stick with it and become artists and writers and you know whatever else and that's a beautiful thing but it's still more limited than it was as a child.
1: Yeah and I feel like even those people that become artists everyone's like oh they're still like why don't you get a job or why don't you work this nine to five and like you're never going to make it as an artist it's so rare like it's just there's always that kind of pressure, you know, that I don't think is necessary, but it's just a part of who we are <laughs> at this point.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting to see how that varies in different cultures. Yeah. And I think I think we are probably here in the US, I think it's probably the worst here of yeah. stripping us of creativity <laughs> and um Yeah, like societal pressures.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we're just so unable to accept that people want to live different (laughs) lives than what we're expected, quote-unquote, to do. Like, they're frowned upon. And that's, like, what I was talking about with the survivalism. Like, everyone conforms because different is bad, (laughs) you know? Or we're, like, taught that inadvertently but we are and it could just be instinct as well because different makes you stand out different is going to attract the predators you know like I don't know it's just uh very interesting and that's why I always think too like we're not the mind right the mind is our experience in life and like our experience in society it's not necessarily us
0: (laughs) yeah that's a that's a good point i think that goes back to fear as well right like being different going against the grain there's fear in being talked about being judged maybe like you said like you know standing out to the predator yeah whether that's uh Back, you know, in an actual your situation, boss. Whatever, <laughs> right, Exactly. Whatever that might, whatever that might look like. Um, I think that goes back to fear too. So yeah,
1: and I feel like if you look at certain cultures that are like that. Like a lot of cultures are like, oh, what will the neighbors think if you yes. marry someone not of our race or not of our social standing or whatever? But then there are a lot of cultures that it's not bad, it's just different from how we do things and we make them bad, I guess, you know? Or if you look at, like, African cultures and things are arranged and it's, like, a completely different thing to be married to someone, like, but here it's, like, I have to get married because that's what people expect of me, you know? Right. I I still don't know where I'm going with this conversation,
0: but... But that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I think...
1: uh, just going back to what you were saying about different cultures and how we think our way is right, but there are different people (laughs) in the world that are doing different things as well. And, and how the mind forms
0: around that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was in Bali last year. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I'm talking about a beautiful culture, but this one person stands out. He worked at, the place I was staying. So he was a groundskeeper. So he would sweep, you know, sweep the area, near, you know, near like the, there was like one common area and then different places for the actual rooms. But, um, and he would put together the offerings. They do offerings every morning. Um, and I won't go into details with that, but it's, it's this really be- beautiful ceremony. So I would wake up super early and, and go and, bring my journal and write and he'd be starting his day of work sweeping and here that's not looked at as a good job. Yeah. You know, you know, people would look down upon him that he's, he's just sweeping. Um, he had no teeth and yet the most beautiful smile I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And he just was just watching him made me happy and made me feel content because mm-hmm. here's this man. He probably does not make a lot of money. He's missing his front teeth. And yet he's still smiling and greeting everyone in such an authentic and beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And we, we don't do that here. You know, (laughs) Um, it was just so interesting to see the difference of how we live and how they live and how they are just so content with not much.
1: Yeah. I think because even though it may be a more difficult life for some people, like it still is simple. They don't have their iPhones and they're this and they're that. Like, they're happy with what they have. They're happy to receive what they receive and give what they give. And it's just a different mentality. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I love 90 Day Fiance so much, too. <laughs> because it shows people of America going to other countries and they're just rude like a lot of them are just rude and i'm not saying all americans are rude like we're pretty awesome (laughs) you know but it just goes to show like the difference in in mentality and thinking America is the best because we have all of these things and the other countries suck because they don't have all of these things. And it's just like, that's not true. <laughs> no. Do your research or like read about something and make your judgments based on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's
1: just a different way. And it's not bad. <laughs>
0: no. Right. And, and what all these things that we have, most of it is superficial and most yeah. of it, you know, is, is um, Monetary things, whereas, of course, that's those things. There's, there's importance, right? Like, we, we need money to live, and I think money makes, makes things easier in a lot of cases. But um, when you look at other cultures that they're not based on superficial stuff, they are richer in a whole different way. Yeah. Um, they, because things will come and go, right? Like, physical, tangible things will come and go. But when they have something that's not tangible, that doesn't go away.
1: Yeah, it's true. And even when I look at money, I'm like, we made this up. (laughs) This is not like a thing. (laughs) I feel like we could be fine with it. Well, maybe it would be cause chaos about it (laughs) at this point. But we did live without it at a certain point in time. like. You know, it's just a human construct, and it can be used for evil, but it does make things easier for a lot of people. And I also think about that when I look at, like, the stock market. I'm like, what are these equations? <laughs> Who is making this <laughs> up? It's just an equation to explain the other equation and, like... <laughs> What is math? Why do we need it? You know? I don't understand. People are just making shit up all over the place, and yet that's what we're learning about. You know? Yeah. The Pythagorean theorem didn't exist. Someone just made that up. Yeah. Well, maybe it existed. And whatever, whatever. I'm getting too complicated. It's getting very
0: meta here. Yeah.
1: But it's true, you know. It's yeah. just like a thing. Construct that we just kind of accepted.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, like, yeah, so much stuff we, and that goes back to like, we are creating our own, like, we are creating our own discontentment,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's just so bizarre. Like, money is printed if we need more money, they just print more money. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is very weird.
0: <laughs> I, I personally would love to go back to the bartering system. And it's Me like, too. If you, know how, if you know how to, I don't know, make shoes, and I know how to grow vegetables, like, let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree, but I feel like today people would just start getting stabbed and stuff, yes. and like, yes. it would just be problematic. <laughs> but I'm all for barter economy, for <laughs> sure. You're like, oh, well, you didn't grow my vegetables this week motherfucker like stab (laughs) that's what would (laughs) happen
0: but yeah so the uh i think the consensus is we all need to like live off the grid and go, go through these like you know remote places and uh i don't know live off the land or something yeah
1: i think it would be an interesting challenge for a lot of people, like can I do this? You know? Yeah. And you'll find that you can.
0: <laughs> what is was wasn't there another show where they um what's that show? They like put them in the jungle with no food? Oh
1: uh, naked and afraid <laughs> is that <what> it is? <laughs> I love that Happy show.
0: Street, yeah.
1: <laughs> you don't have to be naked or afraid. <laughs> but it would be interesting to try.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that I'd want to be naked at the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to like go somewhere else that's, you know, not a lot of people and yeah. try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it would, but I feel like most people would find that they can do it. I feel like a lot, again, it's creating your own stress. A lot of people would be like, I could never live like that, but like you can, <laughs> you have your basics. That's all you really need, you know?
0: And, and, you know, adapting like we have to everything else. Like, we adapted to this pandemic. We adapted to other things. I, I think as humans, that's that's our nature. We would adapt in that situation, too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Happiness is not a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it is finding those simpler things. And I feel like that man in Bali, like... Probably loves doing his job and was focused on it and did it mindfully. (laughs) Yes. Again, just a different mentality, you know. Here, I think we're just full of distraction. Yes. And I I think here, I'm going on my conspiracy (laughs) rant. (laughs) I feel like the government and, like, the media, like, they know what they're doing. They are distracting us because they're doing some shady shit behind our backs (laughs) right and we just live with a veil and are happy to live with it
0: yeah I mean I think there's some people who don't even question it or don't even know to question it yeah right and then you've got like the other extreme of like crazy conspiracy theories yeah (laughs) um
1: I'm definitely not like that (laughs) I'm just like the government man
0: (laughs) damn the man yeah (laughs) um yeah, so I so I guess another thing that happiness is is balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding finding the happy medium between the two.
1: Yeah. I agree. That's what I said on mine. Nikki interviewed me and I said the exact same thing. Yeah. Happiness is balance. Yeah. You know. I feel like I'm insulting like our entire country about this <laughs> rant as well. And I'm not. I mean, I do love America. But I think that there's a lot wrong with our society in general, you know. Or a lot that can be fixed, I'll say that.
0: Yeah. Because nothing is
1: wrong really, but it just the way things are can change.
0: <laughs> I think I think especially this year has shown that there's opportunity for change, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Most definitely. And I don't
0: think, I don't think, uh, I shouldn't say, I, I was going to say, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. There are tons of people that would disagree.
1: And <laughs> yeah, they're probably, not yeah. <laughs> they're probably not listening to this, so.
0: <laughs> but I think there's a great majority of people that would agree with you, so.
1: Good. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I'm not turning people off with my rants because I just start ranting.
0: <laughs> well, people are listening for an opinion. If, yeah. If people didn't want an opinion, they wouldn't be listening.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're still here, you made it through my rants. <laughs> Congratulations to you. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just a different world. And we do have to make the time to find our peace
0: in it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, for, for those of us who keep the busy schedules and uh, crazy to-do lists, like literally scheduling on your to-do list, time to meditate or do something you really enjoy, whether that's, you know, creative pursuit or if that's how you have to do it, then that's how you have to do it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, life is very short. We're, we're seeing that this year, especially. So,
1: yeah. I think for some people too, like scheduling and being busy, like is their happiness at the same time? But I still think even in those instances, it's just important to take a beat because being busy and having that kind of stress and pressure is... Just not good for the body either, you
0: know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I will, you know, I can firsthand attest to that. Like, <laughs> I tend to keep a very busy schedule and, um, you know, do I enjoy that? Yes. Do I really enjoy that? Or is that part of that whole distraction conversation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I notice it with myself. Like, if I go for an extended period of time without taking a beat with, with you know, with just on, 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 go, 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 I feel it like either I end up getting sick or I'm just exhausted and burned out. So, yeah, take. I mean, I think it's so important to take moments to you know find contentment, happiness, whatever that means. Going to look different for each of us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody who doesn't like socializing like is not going to say, "Let me go out with friends." You know, it'll look different for each of us, right? Um, but. Making time is like so important. Making time for the things that make us happy, that bring us contentment, that slow us down a little bit—so important. And, and I need to remind myself all the time. Yeah, all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even like put a reminder in your phone.
0: You know?
1: Yeah, that's why a lot of the phones now have like the breathe. Yes. App or whatever the hell it is that are just like take two minutes and breathe. <laughs> like even. I feel like people think they have to take out huge chunks of time to be able to relax. And it's like, no, you can work in five minute periods throughout your day or, you know, that breathe app, use it. It's two minutes and then you're done. Like it doesn't have to be four hours of you just sitting there by yourself, you know, right. Right. You would work it into your day however you can.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a friend who moved to California I was like having a crazy day recently. There was like, so it was the type of day where your mind is just like spinning. Right. And I had texted her to say like, I'm so confused about this and blah, 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 blah. And she's also a yoga teacher. So, um, helpful in, in that respect. She's like, do you, she's like, I'm busy, but do you want me to call you for 10 minutes and guide you through meditation? Hmm. I said, okay, if you have the 10 minutes and she called me and, it didn't take long. You know, it was 10 minutes, but it made me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't do it for yourself, if you, cause it's hard to do it for yourself. You know, if you can't do it for yourself or remind yourself to get on an app or whatever it might be, like have a friend help you. It doesn't have to be a yoga teacher. It could be somebody that, you know, just gets on the phone with you for five minutes and re- reminds you to breathe because, yeah, oh my God, we forget to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They say, Chaotic breath, chaotic mind. (laughs) Yeah. Like we all breathe from the upper part of our chest when we should be using the full lung capacity. Yep. So anytime you can. But I also think an important part as well is like letting those freak outs happen if you need them to. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I shouldn't be all like this or I shouldn't be freaking out. Like, no, fucking freak out if you need to, you know. But the stress is caused because we're trying to hold it together when we don't really want to hold it together or we can't. So I feel like if you need to scream or, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, like, get it out however you have to.
0: Yeah, because it, it has to come out. I mean, if you think about like a tea kettle, you're boiling a tea kettle. All that steam is happening. Like, it's got to come out somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the same thing with like the mind and emotions, thoughts. Um, and if it, and if you don't, if you're always trying to keep it together, it's going to come out in some way, right? So, yeah. it, it, for me, we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. It's always my body. If I'm not, if I'm not letting things come out, whether it be by talking or crying or screaming, or whatever <laughs> it is, it's always my body. And it's, it's like clockwork. Like if I go too long with like, I gotta keep it together. Yeah. There's some sort of ailment that happens. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's, you know, a lot of sicknesses and, and ailments can probably be undone by just, you know, slowing, taking care of ourselves more.
1: I, Totally agree, and I'm a dietitian, and this is probably like so counter anything I learned in school for nutrition. But I honestly feel like things like high cholesterol and high blood pressure, and like all of these heart problems, whatever's happening, it's from stress. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, the overall American diet could be a lot better than it is, but. I don't think that it's coming from, you know, I think we need to come from a place where even eating is more relaxed that we're not constantly like, oh, you know, this is bad. This is bad. I'm not going to have that or it's two extremes. It's either very restrictive or like eating, you know, whatever the fuck you want. But I feel like you should be able to eat what you want in moderation. But the stress around that and everything else, I feel like is the main cause of a lot of the issues that we
0: have. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like it's not only what we're eating and the judgments we're placing around that, right. It's how we're eating it. Like for the most part, I'm inhaling my food all the time because I'm (laughs) rushing from here to there pre pandemic. Um, (laughs) Or I'm doing a million other things while I'm trying to eat, you know, so I'm inhaling my food. So right there, like, you're not digesting properly if you're not taking time to chew and eat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you said, that judgment, I shouldn't be eating this or, you know. That's negative thought that, you know, yeah. that affects you, I think.
1: So it does. And it, it's stressed eating. So if you're like eating something, but you're worried about how you shouldn't be eating it, it's creating stress and stress in your body and stress in your mind. And that is what is going to give you the most problems at the end of the day, <laughs> I think. But. Yeah. And I think we should be able to eat what we want in moderation. Like, your body doesn't want crap, you know? If we just trusted our body to be like, this is how I want to eat. Sometimes I want chicken fingers and sometimes I want salad. Like, none of it is going to kill you if you just trust your body to do what it's supposed to do, you know?
0: (laughs) And I think that that's such a good point. If we look at seasonally, like our bodies know what to do. You know, in the winter, you crave heartier meals and maybe you crave more meat or things that are more building. Right. And in the summer, it's hot out. You crave lighter things. You crave, you know, more vegetables, less meat. Your body.
1: Yes. I crave watermelon so hard. And so, you know, <laughs> I could go through like a full melon in three days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
0: But I feel like it all
1: has to do come down to f- being content and like trusting yourself, trusting your emotions, trusting your body. Like you just have to accept what is. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Right. Like, you just have to accept it. Because more often than not, you can't
0: change. It. Right? Yeah, and like you know, there's that uh, Sanskrit word Santosha, which which means contentment. And I always think about that, especially when I'm in a, you know not favorable situation. <laughs> uh, when I first learned that word, it was like I almost like resented it. Like, why should I feel contentment right now when things are shitty? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but. It makes things so much different. You know, it eliminates the stress when you can find contentment even when things are not great. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. Like, we were talking about our respective teacher training before support, too. And for me, like, and you think any yoga is like, ah, anti-anxiety. But I feel like that kind of environment was anxiety-provoking for me because I was trying to fit their mold of what a yogi should be, which is, you know... Vegan, always doing meditation for like seven hours a day, like all of these things. And I'm like, that's never going to work for me, you know? It's never going to work. And I had to find like my own yogic path. Like, what's yoga to me, you know? It's being chill. <laughs> yeah. Movement, eating whatever the fuck you want. Like, you know, I don't, I feel like it can be so restrictive, but to me, it's, contentment it is that's what it is contentment to be yourself
0: (laughs) yeah contentment to be yourself to be in the situation that you're in and 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 accept it yeah
1: yeah and if a situation's not working for you get out of it if you can I know people got to do what they got to do in terms of work and stuff but if you have the option to get out of something that's causing you so much stress you should.
0: Yeah. I it's I, it's a it's a strange time to be having that conversation with yes, somebody. it <laughs> so sure is,
1: it sure is. But
0: <laughs> I agree, yeah, because it's a vicious cycle, right? Like well everything we've just talked about, like stress, eating, <laughs> ailments, every right? Like stress is at the core of it, which means contentment is at the core of it. So when yeah. you're not content, all these other things start Rising up in life.
1: Yeah. It is a weird time. I feel like it's a weird time to be doing this whole podcast also because there is so much turmoil right now. But it it humanizes all of us together.
0: It humanizes us. And I actually think it's the perfect time to be doing this podcast (laughs) because we just went through a period and we're not out of it yet. But um, we just went through a period of a lot of unhappiness, you know. So... Back to contentment, how do we find happiness during periods of unhappiness? Yeah. So I think like, you know, and balance, like you said. How do we find balance during periods of unhappiness? So I I think this is the perfect time to be doing. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: you can't see me but I raised the roof.
0: <laughs> so much raising of the roof happening
1: right now. <laughs> I love raising the
0: roof. <laughs> There's not enough raising the roof these days. There's not. No. We gotta bring
1: that back. I mean, you we know? Should. That's something that makes me happy. <laughs> so move things from the nineties.
0: Yes. <laughs> what a simple time what a content time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was young, but I know there was still some shit going down in the nineties for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, remove the teenage eggs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And it was a wonderful time. Yeah. That's music best music, I mean, we could probably do without, like, all of the excess and, you know, uh, plastic uses. Yeah, stuff. <laughs>
1: like in Kraft cheese. My mom used to give me those cheese slices for lunch, and, and I was just like, I hate melted cheese, and that was, like, too velvety and, like, made out of plastic. (laughs) I was just like, please don't give me that cheese
0: anymore. Good for you for recognizing that even as a child, because I feel like I was really into that cheese as a child. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I probably was for a point, but, again, I have a strong aversion to melted (laughs) cheese, and it was just, like, too melty for me. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't do it
0: you know what you know what else happiness is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches
1: yes I had so many of those when I was at my mom's did you yeah and you I never I never make them at home but I was like this is so good <laughs>
0: I try to do, and this goes back to you know judging the food we eat. <laughs> I try to do the healthier version. If I I don't do it often now, but I try to do the healthier version. While I get like you know the natural peanut butter, uh-huh. and then I smash raspberries on top Ooh. of it instead of jelly because it's less sugar. That sounds good though. Delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: try that. I use like I switch up the jellies. I don't usually do grape jelly though. I go for like a raspberry or a blueberry and the orange marmalade oh. is so good on um, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so highly recommends. Yeah. It's definitely so sugary, but it's so good. <laughs> it's
0: so good. And brings you back to like a comforting time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know before I had it at my mom's, I couldn't even remember the last time I had peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so I'm glad glad I was able to bring that back. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That'll make you content.
1: Yeah. Most staff. <laughs> Ultimate comfort food. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, this discussion was good. Yeah, we got cheated in the middle a little bit, <laughs> mostly on my part, <laughs> mostly on my part, but we touched I, on
0: a lot. Yeah, we yeah. did. The and mind then, <laughs> and 90s music and <laughs> peanut butter and jelly and the yeah. world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we all related it back to contentment, contentment. which is nice. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation.
1: It was. Thank you again. We could go back and forth saying <laughs> thank you for another 10 minutes, but I really do appreciate it.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. All right. Talk to you
0: soon. <laughs> Let us feel fun in every situation.
1: Don't empty in decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sabrina. Um, It was a lot of fun to record, and I totally agree with her that happiness is contentment. Contentment is a hard feeling to describe, but I feel like it's one of those feelings where when you feel it, you just know like, huh, I'm content now. So, yes, I think it would be awesome to try and bring that sentiment into everyday life. And so that's why this week, I challenge you to think with contentment. I know things are still super heated out there. Um, Some people may be thrilled with what happened. Some people may not. But either way, if you do know someone who has opposing views to you, I challenge you to bring that contentment into your conversations and try to keep it conversational, just conversational, conversation, not confrontation. You know, I feel like a lot of the time, if someone doesn't agree with us, we all just start shouting at each other. And I feel like I always say this, because I just feel like I hear everybody screaming, like I feel the nation screaming at each other all the time. And so I feel like if we can just sit down Have a conversation, understand why party X feels the way they do and why party Y feels the way they do. You don't have to agree, but I feel like if someone can at least bring some knowledgeable information to the table instead of just being like, you're wrong and you're right and whatever, it would just make things a little easier And look, I haven't been shy about what side I'm on at all. (laughs) But I really feel like if I hear people talking, I don't just want to write people off because I think everyone has a right to their opinion, except for opinions that hurt people or or can be harmful. But I think you know, if you're out on the street and your next door neighbor is out and you happen to have differing views and a conversation happens, why not see why this person thinks the way they do, again, you don't have to agree. You don't have to change your minds. But I just feel like when we start screaming, we're not going to change each other's minds either. So why take it to that point? So yes, I don't know. I don't think there's a content way to have political conversation. But I feel like the sentiment behind it is like, Okay, I'm having this conversation now. Let me be present in this conversation. Let me not start to get stressed out because it's just a conversation. The person who lives next door to you is not going to be able to go to the White House and make any sort of constitutional change. So... It's just a conversation. That is my challenge to you this week. And I will also be taking the challenge um, if I encounter (laughs) anyone who has an opposing view, which I don't think I have anyone in my life that does, but maybe I'll go find one. Who knows? All right. Until, oh shit, we're already in December. All right, until December 1st, I will see you guys then for our next mini-sode. And, uh, yeah, stay chill. And later, Gators! Happiness Is is recorded by Lisa Samuels from her apartment in Sunnyside, Queens. Episodes are edited by Laura Estefan. Theme music is Let Me Feel Fine by Don Valdez featuring m to say please send all email submissions to project.happy.11 at gmail.com. That's project.happy with an i.e.11 at gmail.com. For all other inquiries, please visit our website at happinessispod.com. Until next time, peace out, Cub Scouts.